Spoiler alert, it's not just any book club. Uh, holiday edition, let's go. <laughs> coming at you for with our one holiday episode. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, pagan holidays, but even if you don't celebrate Christmas, too bad. Merry Chrysler. A Christmas carol. It's, it's a very Chrysler Christmas. Chrysler Christmas ha- carol. Happy holidays, but also we 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 watched we watched adaptations of a Christmas movie. So yeah, novel. Thank you very much. Well, movie adaptations of a Christmas novel. Yeah, I guess. To be fair, this book was written long, long time ago, where people before people were when people actually read books. Yeah, when people actually read books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is what this podcast is all about. But this time we didn't actually read the book. We actually—oh, well, I read the book. These guys watched the movie. Yeah, because hell yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, we're not just any book club. This—I is this a not just any book club episode? Is this a? I can't believe it's not literature. Also called bookends episode, or is this called I, a? No, it's 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 definitely a bookends episode. We all watched movies. I think we're just going to keep it as bookends and not the, uh, I don't know how it's not a book or whatever you called it. You know what? No one really. It's bookends. Bookends. Let's. let's (laughs) Enough semantics because I'm wrong about it. I'm wrong (laughs) about my own podcast. (laughs) Anyways, if you don't know know what we do here, and if you don't know what this is, thank you for that, Pierce. We're a book club (laughs) that, um, that we all do something different related to a topic. This time, it was a very special occasion because it was Christmas, and since we were preoccupied with books, uh, with books, what? With studying, <laughs> school. finals, and college, and all that fun stuff, especially around the holidays, we decided, you know what? It's time to take a break, and we decided to um, watch various adaptations of A Christmas Carol. I watched two adaptations, and I've actually read the book, and I'm also, my name is Justin. I forgot to mention that. Uh, my name is Pierce. I watched one adaptation, one short adaptation, right before we started this. <laughs> and my name is Gavin. I watched uh, a animated adaptation of it uh, yesterday because I thought we were doing this yesterday, and then we yeah. moved it to the day after. So. Yeah, I've also seen Gavin's version. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess. Before we um, head into everything, we should, you know, summarize Christmas Carol for the two people that don't know what the story is about or what happens in the story. Because chances are you probably know what the story is all about. Guys, listen, this is your this is your one warning for spoiler uh, spoiler warning for go a watch, 50 year old book. 50 years go old. Read the book. Is it 50 years old? It's 1844. No, I said 150, which I guess it's more like 180, but. I thought did I, I 177. Did I lag out? I meant like I I said 150 for sure. I might have lagged. Sorry, everybody. I swear I know it. It came out in the 1800s. Wow, Pierce, you don't know your literature. <laughs> it came out during Damn. when Reagan was president. Yeah, wasn't it like it was? It was um 1877. Uh, 1843. No, it was uh D- Dickens, right? So yeah, yeah. Charles. Dickens. He was he was the he was in the 1800s. I knew yeah. that. Come on, we guys. We know books. Yeah, we know books. He also. He also wrote a bunch of other famous novels. No, 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 no. he's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe just a few. We yeah, can. Okay. I mean, the, that's for another time. This is our month off. We're not even thinking about books. Off, you know, barely anybody's here. Okay, <laughs> like usual. Anyways, um, well, I feel like it's a 
appropriate to summarize what happens in the story. So a Christmas Carol um, opens up on a Christmas Eve in London where Ebenezer Scrooge, a grumpy old man, is um, kind of forlorn. He's kind of grumpy and um, he's grieving over his business partner, uh, Jacob Marley, who has passed seven years ago. Um, and a bunch of people come into his shop. They, they He receives a dinner invitation from his nephew, Fred, and um, then he just tells him to bugger off. I hope, you know, no Brits were offended with me saying that. Then too bloody bad if you are. And then two other people come in and they ask for a donation in his name. And he says, no, no donation. You can you can just bugger off again. And he says the famous line um, about something about the surplus population and not caring about poor people. So he's very self-absorbed. So anyways, he goes back to his home but is visited upon by his former business partner, Jacob Marley, who has died, who tells him, you're about to be haunted by three ghosts of Christmas, your Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, and we are all going to make you a better man. So the first, um, so he goes to bed. He doubts it at first, but um, the ghost of Christmas past comes in and says, hey, come along with me. And they do. They, he he goes back to his boarding school where it's revealed that he has his pretty good relationship with his sister friend. Um, his father never really picked him up and just always left him at boarding school to be fast, fast forward a couple of years later. He has his boss, um, Mr. Fezziwig who has a very good party with him. Um, he's a very admiral boss and he also meets bell um, who also um, basically leaves her him because he realizes she realizes that, She's a bit greedy. Uh, he's a bit greedy and cares more about money than people. So then uh, Scrooge realizes that he's just, you know, a screw up. And he tells him, tells the ghost to return to the present. And that's what they do. Funny enough, the ghost of Christmas present comes in and he takes him around the places uh, where he looks at his employer and sees that Bob Cratchit um, is there. And Bob Cratchit is very poor and he does not pay him well. And even throughout all this, uh, Bob Cratchit finds it in his heart to say, hey, don't don't talk bad about my boss. My boss is a good man. And he has a son, Tiny Tim, who is probably going to die um, if he doesn't do anything. And he's gravely ill. He also visits his nephew. His nephew just roasts him. Um, and that's the Ghost of Christmas present. Um, that's when he starts realizing, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Then the Ghost of Christmas future comes in and, and just confirms, yeah, basically what you're going to do now um, is change. Because if you keep it going the way that you are, um, no one's going to grieve over you. People will celebrate that you're dead and Tiny Tim will die. So he comes back to life and then, um, oh no, and then it's revealed that, spoiler alert, it's actually him that died in the future. And then he returns to the present again and he realizes, you know what? I'm going to be a better man. And so he is. He's, he foregoes wealth. He donates a lot of money to the charity people at the beginning, donates a lot of money to Bob Cratchit and, um, celebrates with his family and they all live happily ever after so yeah and this and then this story has been adapted so many times over so chances are you didn't really need that um that refresher but i did it yeah. anyways justin and also just to prove how many times it's been adapted justin and i both watched pretty um what's Different. the word Different adaptations. Uh, I watched the Looney Tunes Bah Humduck Christmas Special. 
Uh, which which for which version did you watch that was a little bit different? Um, the 1938 edition and the Muppets edition. Um, so basically, it's a large gap in time there. And yeah. I've also seen um, Gavin's version, which is the 2009 version by Robert Zemeckis. And I've also seen the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray, but I'm not going to talk about those because I don't remember them well enough. I saw them when I was really young. But like I said, we've all seen this before. So this is really nothing new. And there's been a lot of adaptations of this. I'm trying to find the exact number, but it's too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, so so uh, what do we have to say about about uh, A Christmas Carol in general that hasn't already been said? I, I don't think anything. Um, yeah, I've, I've read the story. It's good. Um, I really love Dickens' prose. That really elevates this really already good base of a story. It's all playful and jaunty, breaks the fourth wall a little bit and tells a, hey, reader, this story's all, I, I don't remember what it says exactly, but it's not afraid to be cheeky a bit at times and dark and serious at times. I, I know even addresses the reader. This is my first and only Dickens novel, so I will be reading more of him, by the way. Um, it's just his books are really long, and I, I don't know if I want to commit myself to that, but this book's fun. It's a novella. So... Um, Shall we start talking about the adaptations we started watching? Or yeah, finished um, watching. Hopefully. We didn't stop halfway. No, yeah, I'm just watching it as we're talking. So I'm just gonna <laughs> go through yeah, and describe <laughs> each scene one by one as I'm watching now. Yeah, I I've I've gotta say the Looney Tunes version, it was good, but it also was really rushed. Um well, it was, how long it was, was it? It was 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, it was that clearly is... it was clearly a made for TV special. Like it didn't yeah. go straight to video or anything. It was it was made for TV. Um, so literally they spend the first like. I want to say 20 minutes being like, oh, uh, Daffy Duck is, is Ebenezer Scrooge. And like, oh, Daffy Duck, he's he's this horrible businessman. He he mistreats his employees. He like doesn't give them time off for Christmas. It's it's awful. And then within that twenty minutes, he's also introduced to the um, the first ghost who tells uh, yeah, him who's Marley in this situation. Uh, Sylvester the cat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, you're gonna and... have a bad time. I'm gonna have a bad time because I don't know any of the Muppets' names. <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the within that 20 minutes, he gets introduced to that ghost and he tells him and he doesn't believe it. And then, uh, like, there's only 25 minutes left in the show. So, so like a speed run. Yeah, so they literally go, all right, here's the first ghost. And then he gets back from the, like, whole thing with the first ghost. And then they immediately bring in the second ghost. And he's like, what, you already? Like, they play it off for jokes. Like, it's, oh, like, it's so immediate. Funny. Um, and then the, uh, the third one, there's like a little bit of a, of an in-between before they get to the ghost of Christmas future. Um, but yeah, it, it, after they spend a long time being like, look how terrible he is. And then it, they speed run the three ghosts. <laughs> Any percent. <laughs> yeah. Um, do they play the the Ghost of Christmas Future like really dark and gritty? Like that's uh, how they, every adaptation has. Yeah, been they well they do it first, and then um, it's like, yeah, the the Ghost of Christmas Future is first. Oh, is our yeah. what? What did you say? Hold on. I was like, did did did, did they did describe they the, the Ghost of Christmas Future as like a dark 
sort of like figure spooky. like all the because other applications. Every, like in the book, that's how they describe yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I did I say it was first enemy too? Um, they, <laughs> like, what? He's, he's, it, the, I, I said, oh, I think what I said was at first. At first he has okay. the, a hood up and it looks like, um, it looks like he's like the death, right? And he's got a hood up and he's got red like eyes. Like a Grim, Grim Reaper or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, seventh, and then, seventh seal style. And then you find uh, out like literally like 30 seconds or a minute later that actually under the hood is the Tasmanian devil. Oh my um, God. So it's like not intimidating anymore. <laughs> sort of loses its intimidation immediately. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point. It's like for kids. Yeah, so that makes sense. Looney Tunes. Is this like recent Looney Tunes or is this like long time ago Looney Tunes? Dude, are they making Looney Tunes anymore? Yeah, okay, well, they've been reviving they, this over and over again. Because they, well, I know right, they, I know they revived, the I know they revived Animaniacs, but I didn't know they, they oh, made they, any been Looney re- Tunes recently. It was like well, I think whenever I was watching, life. it was like 2014, 2013, something like that. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's old because I'm pretty sure I watched it on Cartoon Network when I was like eight or something. Okay. So, oh, so this is a rewatch. Yeah, it's a rewatch. <laughs> That's the only so reason I knew it existed. That was, that was like twelve years ago. Yeah, so. I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. know. I didn't even know what I was watching. To be honest, no, I was. Oh. I I knew. I was just. Yeah. I just didn't, anyway. didn't capture the finer details of a Christmas was Carol. It, was it funny? At least. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like it was like. Well, I would I would bit. say yeah, it was lighthearted. I w- I would say normal Looney Tunes is a little bit funnier because they were like acting within the confines of of the well, story. Well, also like the Looney the normal Looney Tunes story is like you know made for the characters, whether yeah. they're trying to yeah. adapt adapt the characters to a already written story, right? That's been and out for yeah. years. And they were also trying to rush through it. So. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah. True. they didn't have the time. It wasn't like a uh, feature length film. Yeah, and Bugs Bunny is honestly kind of shoehorned in. Like they know he's the most popular character, so they were like, "We got like the face him. of the franchise, right?" The, so they were like, "We got to include him," but he's he's literally just like there. Uh, he kind of hangs out in the in the store with with uh, Daffy, um, and uh, he's just kind of like, kinda like is it like Bob Cratchit? Uh, I don't think so, because he get he, basically like the way that the three ghosts come to him is Daffy doesn't go home. He gets like locked in his uh, in his oh. store by like a snowfall thing, um, and Bugs gets locked in there too, and that's the only re- and he's supposed to be like a like a his conscience, I guess. He he kind of says some things like, "Hey, you should like Christmas is good," every now and again, <laughs> and that like he doesn't really. He doesn't really do much. He's not important to the story. He's just there. He's had because, to be there, yeah. Right. He's there because he has to be there. Yeah, I, I've never called it Looney Tunes when I was young. I always called it the, the Bugs Bunny Show or something. Oh my because, god. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't oh have god. Looney Tunes up. But it's like having SpongeBob SquarePants without SpongeBob. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Except the show is literally named SpongeBob SquarePants. So yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. this one's Looney Tunes, not actually like. Well, yeah, but the point the point is that Bugs Bunny is important. No, I get the Tunes, point, but it's slightly but different. It could be named the Bugs Bunny Show. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Um. So is this more dramatic? Um. Okay, that's probably no. not, not a stupid <laughs> question. Okay. Uh, this. Oh no! Yeah, this is I think... me being shocked. Huh. I think this is like I think that's basically because I mean if it was a rushed forty-five minute you know adaptation i feel like there really isn't 
that much to explain other than like what they actually rushed. Yeah. And which yeah. I guess I guess real quick I could say that um Porky Porky Pig was the guy with the with the daughter. Well, he, he had a daughter in it. It was Tiny Tim. Um, but it was it was his daughter and she wasn't really sick. She just wanted like a doll that he couldn't afford or something. So generally uh, it just wasn't as dark overall yeah, because like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, the Tim, tiny Tim's going to die. It was like, no, this little pig wants a toy. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then and then uh, dead. like the they do. They do show his grave. Uh, and, and Porky Pig and his daughter are there and they're like, hey, this is sad. He was uh, he was a, 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 an OK person. But but he's dead now. And then and then uh, and then they 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 leave and his daughter comes back and she's like, I know if you just had a family around these times, then you would have been OK. And that's and uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the moment he realizes that he needs to change his ways. Oh, and that was when he knew he messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heartwarming. Very heartwarming. Now let's yeah. get into some dark stuff. Here Actually, we go, okay. Justin. Uh yeah. Well, first I, I did want to say that there is a, a for some reason, I know because like in the twenty first century they want to get into the dark and gritty stuff. Um because they they tried multi, not once, not twice I'm pretty sure multiple times, um, but from what I could see that um they tried to make a Christmas Carol dark and gritty. I know there's a version in 2019 with Guy Pierce where they made it like super dark and depressing. What well, that defeats I, I don't know why anybody would be doing that. It's kind of pointless <laughs> in my opinion. Um I haven't looked at anything about it, but I saw the trailer and it looks stupid because this story is supposed to be hopeful and joyful and I don't know why you'd want to, you know, make it dark and gritty like it's a Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's dark. You know what I mean? Also, um, there's a Marley prequel, um, like, uh, like a prequel all centered around Marley for some reason. If that makes any sense, I don't know what's it about, but it's stupid. Don't do this. Don't. We don't need dark and gritty reboots. Um, so for all the Hollywood producers that are listening to this podcast, don't do that. Don't do that at all. Anyways, yeah, Gavin, we 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 don't really need a gritty reboot of a of a heartwarming story. Yeah, a story well, about love and and the Christmas spirit and I mean the Christmas also Tiny Tim dies at the end. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, like Christmas story from at least the one adaptation I've watched because I haven't read the book. But from the adaptation I watched, it seemed like it's the book or the story is meant to be more of a mix of like dark and scary with a you know bit of joyful you know towards the beginning and towards the end as well because you know in the beginning it was like you know everybody else was joyful except for scrooge and then yeah. at the end everybody's just joyful but i feel like that there was a balance right like it wasn't just you know all dark and gritty and stuff like that like yeah yeah doesn't I mean that there be... shouldn't be any though yeah it's a... i don't know i don't why i don't know why people are making this out to be like this like everything has to be dark and gritty. This is, you know, a blanket statement about a lot of reboots that are coming out for some reason. And this is getting kind of off topic. So I'll, I'll, I'll realign the train to get back on track. But I, why? <laughs> um, I mean, also, and I'm looking up. 
um, some more things about this Christmas Carol 2019 adaptation. Apparently there's cursing in this. I mean, I don't know why. That'd be a thing. It's written by the guy that wrote Peaky Blinders. I've also never seen that show. Um, I, <laughs> It's stupid. Anyways. Oh, and there's also childhood trauma. What? I'm reading more of it. This is just me reading off the um, Wikipedia page. Anyways. I will I will say that I think whenever I watched... So I watched the 2009 uh, cartoon or animation ad- yeah. adaptation by... I believe it was, it was Disney, Zemeckis. right? Well, Robert it was... Uh, so basically, this studio was um, founded by Robert Zemeckis. I don't know what... So basically, Robert Zemeckis tried to find a, find a studio that was based on... Anim- it, it's called Image Movers, and it got bankrupt. It was the same um, company that did uh, the Polar Express. And oh, okay, that would make yeah. sense. That yeah. looks. It does look very similar in terms of so artistic style. Yeah, and there's a reason why. Um, so basically, he tried to um, innovate the industry with mocap. That's why everybody looks so realistic, and it fails because um, everybody complained about it being really, really ugly. Um, because it's very un- uncanny valley, and. Um, basically yeah. unsell everybody <laughs> yeah it did look like pretty realistic all things considered especially for the technology at that time like yeah but the technology wasn't there that's kind of the point why these most of these movies flopped except for monster yeah. i think monster house and polar express were the only ones that made a financial um gain return at the box office yeah financial return um it's because um the uncanny valley wasn't that bad if you don't know what the uncanny valley is it's basically if you have a cartoon character and you try to make it as human as possible, the closer he gets to um, human, there's this like little dip. And if you're in that little dip, that's when your brain cannot like associate it with being real and mm-hmm. it being like a cartoon. And it just kind of looks unsettling, which in this case, this is why the 2009 adaptation just um, didn't do well financially. Yeah, but, but it's still, it was still really interesting, though, to watch nonetheless, especially yeah. with that artistic style. I will also, say that it was basically uh, I, like, for me, it just seemed like that it was only the people that were pretty realistic. Everything else did seem pretty cartoonish. Yeah. Um, um, did you know that Jim Carrey did all the roles? He did all of them? Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that because I was like, wait, who's Jim Carrey again? Like, which one's Jim, Jim Carrey? Carrey? He's everybody. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, basically, literally everybody or like character. most everybody? All the ghosts. Um, I don't know if he did Tiny Tim or all that, but I know that he. Well, let's go check. Let's go check. We're about to see this on. on keep on talking. <laughs> keep on talking. Either way, either way, I think it was a pretty typical. Like, I felt like for me, it was pretty typical kind of Disney movie. In that, like, if you're a little kid watching it, you're not gonna like. It'll be a little bit dark and scary, you know, with the ghosts and all that. But it's not gonna be like super meaningful to you but like whenever you watch as an adult it's just got like a whole new meaning behind it and you're like holy crap this is dark this is like yeah some serious stuff i watched it when it came out um like briefly it was on netflix or some streaming service i don't know but this is this has always been the version i envisioned in my head even though it's not like i don't know if i i know this wasn't very well received but even when i read this read the book because i watched the movie before i actually read the book uh Mm -hmm. the christmas carol in 2009 this is always the stuff that like forms in my head um also really love that in christmas present um how he forms his head to um repeat what he says to the people yeah that was really cool really did enjoy that i did um i did like the uh, variation between the ghosts as well like they didn't seem like similar ghosts just like oh one's 
past, but they present, were because it's all Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm talking I about know. like the artistic style, yeah, the yeah, visual. Yeah. I, like they all seemed almost completely different. Like one was like a candle that was really small and like you know lighthearted, very airy. Um, especially his voice was like very soft. And then there was another yeah. one that was a very joyful guy, big jolly, you know, guy. Not not like Santa, but or not like you know actually santa yeah. but like you know acted like santa but just didn't necessarily look completely like santa yeah. uh, and then the you know third one was the like grim reaper type figure like yeah. didn't speak at all like yeah. super dark like it's just sort of the carry through was really interesting yeah i also really love how it's like it's almost it it is very dark and gritty in the, the last um, yeah the last yeah. ghost kind of spooked me as a kid but i also really loved it as just for that reason um, I think that's I think out of all the versions I've um, watched, I think that um, at least the final night or the final ghost, that is my favorite version of it. Um, if you want to do like a clip show of just like, all right, we're going to take the best first ghost, the best second ghost and the best third ghost and make our own little movie here. Um, yeah, I this is the version this is the definitive version in my head. It's probably not my favorite, but this is the vision, uh, version I will always um when I'm when I ever reread the book, because I reread it twice, um, this is this is what always pops into my head. Um, Which yeah. is funny because it's Disney, and uh, not to get too off topic, but Disney also like redid Snow White and Cinderella and all the classical all the classic stories that you know were not made by Disney, but they just sort of put it into a movie and sort of remade yeah. it, and then it just becomes known as a Disney movie forever you know from that point on well to be to be fair this one was also more faithful to the source material yeah uh, that is true Yeah, very faithful yeah like like those they like they change a lot old fairy tales are a little a little less a little kid friendly a little less kid friendly the 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 old the the original versions of all those stories Mm -hmm. yeah so they didn't have to change much um, because actually well, Christmas Carol um, was like a children's book. Like eventually it became its legacy where parents would actually read the book to the children um, throughout the years. And also had a really big impact on American culture where now Christmas, but as the holiday was viewed as more, a little bit more secular and a little bit more of charitable and giving rather than, you know, a solely religious holiday. And I think it helped popularize Christmas in America. Don't, don't quote me on that, but yeah, I, I know nowadays there are lots of families who aren't Christian at all who celebrate Christmas because of just it's it's become part of the American cultural zeitgeist kind of. Yeah, it's not any it's not really much of a religious culture type of holiday anymore. It's now just sort of a nationwide, you know, widely accepted, <laughs> you know, commercialized, widely accepted holiday that everybody now celebrates. You know, you have Christmas sales at stores, and you have christmas this christmas that christmas decorations all over the place you have santa and you have reindeer and sam are you implying that santa's not real <laughs> do we have a santa denier in our midst yeah no hey, hey i didn't say he was real i just said he's a figure of christmas so okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. like hey if you're listening to this podcast right now if you don't believe in santa please stop don't listen to us ever again okay we can't have um, you can't stain our viewer account like that okay so, so something something interesting that I found out the other day that I actually looked up before we started. Um, 
A humbug is a person or object that behaves in a deceptive or dishonest way. I learned this the other day, but I forgot exactly what it was, so I looked it up. Um, that's interesting because the that means that he's saying that uh, Scrooge is saying that Christmas is a deception or like a hoax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was also about to, because um, this is also I think like the 1938 version helped popularize the like it just popularized it as a phrase. Uh, I guess it's, well, it's, it was a popular f- phrase in in uh, Dickens' day, uh, and he he just used it to in in this with this character to the effect of calling Christmas a hoax rather than calling um, someone a hoax. Yeah, do they do a humbug in your version, Pierce? Like, yeah, hum they a hum duck. Ah, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean yeah. that makes sense. It's only yeah. tunes. Anything you want to say about your version, Gavin, that like really stood out to you? Um I, mean, I, I I personally really enjoyed the mocap. Um I think it worked well with the story. Um it also worked well. I'm I just took over your <laughs> section again. I also like how the camera is very dynamic because the an- use of animation, like a full CGI film, allowed it to the camera Listen, like G- Gavin. It doesn't matter what your favorite part is because Justin liked all of it. I like so. all of it. <laughs> I, don't know. I just like like how we went to Christmas, Christmas past, and like how we just went around the entire city. You know, <laughs> basically what he's I saying thought- right here is point invalid. Everything is good. <laughs> I thought everything's great. Justin, Amazing. I thought I thought you were about to go. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter, Gavin, because I liked all of it. I liked when he went to Christmas past, and then he went to Christmas present. And then- <laughs> I didn't say present yet. I didn't say. Oh yeah, wait, hold on. I did do it. Okay. I just really like the 2009 adaptation. I don't like you haters who hate this adaptation. I've really enjoyed it. So the artistic okay. style is definitely interesting, and definitely it it is very much like a love or hate thing. Yeah, like you either love it or you hate it. Right? There's no. There's really no in between. I mean. I guess for me, I can find flaws in it where it's just sort of weird and like seems off, but not like anything that's like, holy crap, yeah. I hate this. Um, do, you want to but, just, do you have anything you don't like about it? Because I feel like it just praises this pressure to death. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I thought it was just a good movie overall. Plus, I watched it. So I watched the movie on my phone with uh, oh no, these headphones. I watched it on my phone because I'm like, you know what? I want to enjoy the nice, nice screen because I don't really have anything else that's nicer in my house, really, uh, compared to my phone screen. screen. <laughs> the, like my computer screen's like a gaming screen; it's not meant to be like for movies and crap. Um, anyway, so I watched it on my phone with these headphones, and uh, I thought that you know, I thought because these are the f- it's the first movie I was watching with these headphones on the the audio sounded really good too. I like the nice balance of like music with um, with the you know acting and all that you know. You you know, in order to have a good movie, you have to have the proper music in the background to sort of set the tone, right? But yeah, I thought sure. that it was, I thought the um, <clears throat> the music was pretty good. Um, I don't know if that's anything to worth noting at all. I think you just, can you just give the brand so we can just make this an ad? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gavin, this is your first time on bookends. Don't make any, like, uh, what is it? qualitative statements on what makes a good movie because it's Justin's, sub- Justin's seen every movie he'll come every down movie. on you hard this is all subjective well and also I'm not saying anything negative so I'm still saying on yeah. Justin's good side so don't I'm I'm hanging in there Pierce hold on yeah. um 
so anyway i i generally i think it was just like the artistic style that really got me and then um i did like the I, like you said sort of the cgi where like you know when the christmas present where like they use the floor as like this you know how you look through to the present instead of oh, like yeah, him yeah. being also really the floating house yeah the floating house i thought that was really creative because you know generally whenever i thought of like oh you go to past present future you know you're like there every time you're standing there you're watching it from uh you're for you know you're standing there watching it yourself as if you were there um boom i lagged out but i bet what you just said i wasn't gonna say (laughs) i wasn't gonna say anything about it anyway um you know traditionally you think of like them standing there as if they were there but they're not actually there uh for like everything but they decided to you know mix it up with you know him he was standing there in past and then he was in a floating house in the present and then he was being chased by grim reaper in the future so I thought that was really interesting variation. Yeah, Yeah, that's also one of my favorite changes in the adaptation. Um, If you don't have anything else to say, I I don't want to give up to going, oh man, this movie's a masterpiece, because it's a good adaptation. Um, Why don't we move on to the adaptation or the couple adaptations that you watched, Justin? So I didn't plan on watching two. I I just found the 1938 version that I watched really bad. I'm like, I don't have anything to add to this. And was that a movie or was that a play? It's a movie. Okay. Um, it's the it's the first um, Hollywood adaptation of A Christmas Carol, which is why okay. it's very significant history. Um, and you can tell that it's Americans doing uh, British accents because there's no way they talk like this. Because um, to put on a British accent, they went, Gubna? How are you doing, Gubna? Because I, I thought that was a joke, like how people imitate British accents and just say Gubna. But apparently that was real slang. <laughs> they said they call like the friends governor and just friend citizens governor so i I don't know how accurate that was um but the reason why i didn't like this version is because this is why people really hate old movies because they just look at movies like this and it's just um very bland um the acting is horrible in this as well um scrooge the main actor is obviously a young guy and old makeup it doesn't work Uh, basically everybody's just giving out their 30% instead of their 100% because it just seems so bland and there's some dude. And if you want to get into a little bit of film history here, um, basically films around this area, um, post silent era, um, like in the thirties, they just viewed movies as a film play rather than, you know, an actual movie. So you can tell that, um, most of the people just not care, um, to be in this movie. Um, the kids are super annoying. They're just shrill and they scream a lot. But the, the thing that matters the most, because I think this is the burning question on everybody's mind, is like, how did they do the effects and how did they do the ghosts in 1930? And uh, not well at all, because the costumes look fake. Um, well, looks you like gotta ice- keep in perspective of the time, Justin. You can't yeah. just like, like, you can't compare a movie today with a movie back then, because that was like completely oh, different. No. They didn't have green hold screens on. and all that crap. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try to pull up an image. Um, basically... <laughs> I, I've seen a um I've seen high school plays do better. <laughs> um it, it's it's just um really mediocre. Um especially the way that they light it up. Uh, they light them. It's just basically the ghosts don't have a special aura to them. They're lit like any other actor. It kind of just makes them look like they're part of the scene rather than a part of um, you know, them being supernatural. 
and basically a lot of this film is shot reverse i know i'm getting to film technical stuff i do have a point going on here because um it is filmed like a film play um a lot of it's like shot reverse shot maybe the occasional insert shot just inserting random moments but most of it is just like you could just be watching this on a stage they're acting like they're for the stage anyways and it's just um kind of there's nothing special about this movie unfortunately and i um even then it was just it was boring um the kids were i the one adaptational change which i really did not like um was just like they showed bob cratchit um more than they really should have um it's like a separate scene that they inserted for the movie it it defeats the purpose of the story or it's slight against the story in my opinion um because they focus more on someone else rather than amnesia scrooge and bob seems kind of happy and he's shown to be fired instead of just like having a day off it's it doesn't work for the story and um yeah before i just rant about this i'm just giving this a four out of ten i do want to move on because there isn't much i've wrote for my notes it's like and also it's an hour and nine minutes it's way too short um there's not much proper development i know you're about to say 45 minutes do your your notes just say just say like this movie was bad and that's it (laughs) it's just yeah like the shining style just this movie is bad over and over again yeah oh wait i forgot you haven't seen the shining i have not way to spoil (laughs) the movie for me justin way to spoil it way to spoil it by giving it a rating wow Okay. Um, but so the movie now, I... now on to the good adaptation. Yeah, the good ad- adaptation. Um, the Muppets Christmas Carol, which everybody on Twitter was raving about because um, they were like, "Yeah, you got to go check out this version," which I did, and I liked it. I didn't love it as much as I expected I would, and I found out that the Muppets were not my cup of tea after uh, <laughs> watching this. I mean, the jokes were funny. Um, the songs were all right. Um, there was one song that was cut, which completely just like it baffles me why it was cut because it is the best song in the movie. It is the point of the movie, and it actually shows why Scrooge was a bad guy because uh, um, this one moment that happened in his life. It's called "When Love Is Gone," and this is the song that Belle um, sings um, after she, reali- she realizes that there's no love um, in the relationship. And in this moment, um old Ebenezer Scrooge starts singing along he's crying with him and actually feels genuine for a movie that makes frequent asides with fourth wall breaking because um, Gonzo or whoever that blue parrot thing is I think it's Gonzo don't fact check me I know I'm right um, yeah I don't know any of the Muppets names either don't, don't, don't know, worry Kermit. about it Kermit, <laughs> Kermit Mrs. Ms. Piggy, Ms. Piggy Fozzie Bear the Swedish Chef how can you not forget the Swedish Chef He's a, he makes a brief cameo in the movie. Oh. And that's about it. That's all I know. Oh, Animal. If we can forget about Animal. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, basically, um, the song should not have been cut. And basically, just it would have had an, added an extra layer of pathos to the movie. But um, Bob Katzenberg decided it was too sad for kids. And he removed it. So now the movie suffers for it. Because the scene, uh, this takes place during Christmas past. Um, it seems like cut short almost abruptly it doesn't make any sense without the scene in it anyways um i i, just, I went off on a tangent there basically the way that the muppets dif- uh, version differentiates itself from the rest of the version is because there are muppet characters um but there's also 
that bird thing that narrates everything as Charles Dickens, um, because he they did want to incorporate the prose into the actual story itself. Um, and it works because it adds a layer of levity that goes with the song. But interestingly enough, and in a way that I, I, I do count against the film, is that, that Michael Caine plays this movie completely straight. He, he reportedly said that he wanted to play this like a Shakespearean play. And it does not um, go well with everything that's going on because um, for every serious moment, um, it's really hard to take seriously when all the ghosts are Muppets and like a lot of the serious characters are surrounded by Muppets. Um, so it's just, it's not that fun. Uh, it's, you don't get too emotionally invested because it it's always there to remind you of all the funny stuff that's about to come along with. So it's basically comedy first and foremost, and with the occasional dramatic moment. Um, and a lot of it just, it didn't click with me as well as it should have. I mean, I, I think this is my favorite adaptation, but it's not by a long shot. It's not a runaway. Um, it's just good. Um, it's also surprisingly accurate um, with um, Charles Dickens um, narrating everything and like trying to keep everything in line. Um, aside from Bob Cratchit, I think this, this is like almost 100% um, accurate to the story which is surprising because you wouldn't really expect that yeah uh that's do you have, do you have anything else to say about the muffets um i liked it didn't like it as much as i thought it would um i'm gonna look through my notes real quickly um i wish there were more songs for each i, I, I know it's only a 90 minute but i love musicals and yeah yeah i really wish that song wasn't cut either Oh, Star- yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was about to say that the Greek chorus was a, a good addition, which was mm-hmm. the narration part, and then it caught myself. Anyways, keep on going. I, I was just going to say, I was I was going to start wrapping up, unless anyone has anything else before I wrap up. No, I don't. All right. All right. Um, yeah, Justin, sorry the uh, discussion broke down in your last one. I feel like we kind of ex- expended a lot. Like, we're just talking about the same story over and over again. <laughs> no. So we expended a lot of the discussion at the beginning with the first two adaptations. Well, me and Pierce also don't really know much about them. Well, none of us really know much about the Muppets in general. So it's like yeah, it's sure. a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't, like, you know, comment on that too much. But I did know a lot about the 2009 action, apparently. That's true. All right. I apologize for quite an abrupt cut, but um, it seems we had some technical difficulties right here at the end, uh, which I guess is good. Um, there might have been some in the middle that I may have missed. I don't listen back to the whole thing every time we, we record, but um, hopefully it was just this at the end. What I was going to say uh, in in the recording was just a few quick announcements. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at NotJustAnyPod. Uh, we're we're chasing a thousand followers before the end of the year, um, or I guess even even if we get it by our like for our one year from our first episode, that would also be cool. So go ahead and follow us there. Uh, you also get to participate in the monthly polls uh, for what each genre uh, of the month is going to be. However, in January we are we've already decided this is going to be our first month without a poll at all. Um, we used to do polls uh just within the group and then we move them to twitter uh, but this is going to be the first month without a poll at all um we are going to do our just a favorite book you know one of everyone's going to pick a top five favorite book um 
from their from their you know top five list or top ten list or whatever, whether it's something they read for the podcast or something that they read before the podcast, uh, everyone's just gonna bring in their favorite book. It should be interesting because we've never had someone, we've never had a, a, a month where I feel like people are able to bring in such um, varied pieces of work, so uh, or pieces of literature rather. So ho- hopefully it'll be a good discussion. Hopefully it'll be pretty varied. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Also, last thing, don't forget to rate us on whatever you're listening to. Follow us there. You know, rate us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us a like. <laughs> whatever it is on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. And um, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll, we'll catch you guys next month. Goodbye, Prometheus. <laughs>